this podcast is also whatever we want it to be, right? Like it, it doesn't have to just be what it has been prior to this point. It could be different every episode of every week, or it, it maybe doesn't even a weekly thing moving forward. I mean, who knows? All of those things are possibilities. All those things I think are well within the realm of considering, but I know that we, we've talked a little bit um, off recording Shane about just maybe taking advantage of this time to, to uh, mix up the way that we do the podcast. So more than anything, that's kind of what excites me now moving forward is as much as I wish Chase was here to, uh, you know, to be part of the conversation and obviously part of the podcast, if he wants to take his time away or never be involved again, that's entirely up to him. Right. And I, and I respect that, but I think, I think it would be a disservice to everything that we've been doing and sort of preaching about preaching about this sort of brotherhood that we have here and this sort of connection and how it's at least given us something to do over all this time. Like, I think it would be a disservice to, to just be like, well, we can't do it anymore because Chase isn't here. How about this? How about this kids? How about an industry that has boomed in the same amount of time span, I think, in a shorter window, actually. But it's an industry I, I we obviously get behind. I've gotten behind. I want to continue to get behind is uh, the cannabis industry. Is smoking the ganja, the devil's lettuce, the, all of the, the other doobies. ones. All, the doobies, everything in between. Um, that That's an industry that's taken off that you could argue is it rivals anything that the coffee industry has produced. Uh, because nowadays cannabis is not just like smoking a joint or, or putting it in your bowl or your bong or your mixer or your, you know, your 12 gauge. I don't know how you're doing. Well, that, that's, I mean, yeah. But, but just all that to say, you know what today is? It's the one and only 420. Cha-ching. It is. It, that's the day. Welcome. Celebrate. Party time. Excellent. Cowabunga. Light it up. Am I driving okay? How's my driving? Um, puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, fucking pass. Is that is that glass blown or hand blown? You got any perp skirt? You know what I mean. Let me hit, take a hit of that volcano. Get a hit of that. Let me, yeah, pass it around. Uh, do you know why they? Do you know why they call it four twenty? I, I don't know, but I'm glad that you asked that question, Shano, because we're gonna get into that here now at the Pie Guys. Welcome. Here's the deal. Here's the fucking deal. It's a big day here, obviously, in these neck of the woods. Um, but it's 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 not just that. Because on the day that we are actually recording this in our lives, it's also Easter Sunday. So when our powers combine, it's not just the pie guys. It's not the train. It's not the, the father turning into the conductor. It's it's also the Easter Sunday spirit, <laughs> and it's also in the name of 420. So um, there's a lot happening. There's a lot swirling in my mind. There's a lot that uh, uh, to process during this time, and we're going to get into a lot of these things that we just kind of teased and titillated you with, but we're going to get right down to it. We wanted to do something a little bit different around these parts, you know, uh, a year ago. Uh, we were just getting started. We've been talking about that, how we're newborns, etc. But around this time, we were dedicating two full episodes to 420, to the greatness of 420 and, and all things in between. So to mix it up, how about this? Jump on the ride. Let's go. Chew motherfucking chew. 
the next four episodes that we come out with here at the Pie Guys, four being this one and then the three subsequent episodes in 420's honor, they are all going to be 20 minutes long. That's right. Think of it as if <laughs> you went out one night and you're just grocery shopping or whatever, and you stopped in the frozen food aisle and you grabbed out one of those microwavable pizzas. It doesn't matter what brand or what the style is. It doesn't matter. We've all had those before. The kind that maybe you either throw in a microwave or in an oven. Think of bagel bites. Bagel bites. Exactly. Anything pizza related or, or perhaps pie related or hot pocket esque that you've thrown in there for a, a, a quick hitter and to, to chow it down quick and either go on the road or whatever, a quick snack. This is that in the honor of in, in, in the in in 420's honor, these next four episodes are going to be um, 20 minute long hitters that fucking uh the fucking refrigerate as soon as you take out of the the grocery bag hitters the the episodes that um yeah your personal pizza throw it in the oven it's gonna be real quick so with that in mind and that being the intention and the and the the guiding force behind what we're doing I just want to say welcome and I want to say what's up Shano it's really good to see you. Uh, it would be even better if we were under the too, same man. roof. Uh, that's an unfortunate byproduct of the difference in a year. A year ago at this time, we were over here chilling. We were eating uh, the same food. We were smoking the same herb. I remember we were laughing our asses off to Cheech and Chong. And now we're over here and I have to look <laughs> at you through the screen. And, um, you know, but we're still trying to, to make it happen for the season, for each other and for the podcast and, and uh, for 420. And you were asking earlier, about that very thing, about the significance of it. And you're asking me if I knew of its origins. So I want to uh, slide it on over to you, baby. And how about you fill everybody in on what 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 420 is all about? I mean, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of myths out there about where the uh, saying came about. Do you, do you, have you heard any of them? Do you know any? I actually was doing them. a little bit of uh, detective research work prior to recording, um, kind of about some kids out actually in Southern California who supposedly came up with the phrase all the way through its supposedly code. The Waldos. Police, the Waldos. Waldos. Yeah, ended up calling themselves the yeah. Waldos. Um, but like in, in a very general sense, in the most obvious sense, 420 is obviously a, a slang reference to smoking weed, right? And... Um, uh, it often gets attributed to the actual time on the clock, though. It's like that was the, uh, the if we're going to sort of Tarantino it, that's the end product of this hard work, supposedly, as the legend goes of the Waldos dubbing the term 420s. It's to signify that every day at 420 should be the designated time that people smoke weed uh, and therefore. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they did this in, uh, this was in 19, 1971. Um, they pick 420 because that's when like sports, like after school sports was done and like, like extra, extracurricular activity stuff was done by that time. So it's like, Hey, 420. So it, it's not super arbitrary entirely because it also coincides <clears throat> with potentially getting off work, right? Like, like the, 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 the generic nine to five is that you're off by five, but, but if it's, let's say if it's 420 for us on the West coast over here. Then it's then it's our people across the country have been off work for a while, so they should be hitting their 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 whatever of their choice too, right? So yeah, it's just a time of day where it's like, yeah, exactly. You you're you're done with your work, your school. It's like okay, 
me, me hit a joint. It's funny though. There's a, there's a lot of I've heard a lot of like different things over the years of like what it means and you know like I, some of them were like one is like four twenty is it's is Hitler's birthday, which I'm like, what is that? What is smoking weed have anything to do with Hitler though? <laughs> like. Like I don't understand why that is significant to smoking weed. I don't even think you know. I don't even know how accurate that is because what kind of what I was looking at earlier also mentioned that it, it the one of the articles I was reading was kind of highlighting like there's a lot of bullshit theories to it as well, and and that's kind of there's the tons of bullshit theories, theories. That's been like distorted, right? And uh, I mean, even so far, they were suggesting that even the legend surrounding the Waldos of the early seventies these these they were high school kids. That and that's uh, that's kind of the funny thing too to me if you think about it. What I was reading at least it, it said a group of high school kids came up with the phrasing, which is like kind of what you would expect, right? Like I think I think for many years, the uh, the sort of stereotypical portrayal of, of smoking weed, of potheads, of people that did it were like burnouts in high school, right? Like it's not really something that right. adults do and it's only something that like degenerate kids get into, into doing. Like that's kind of long been withstanding the 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 stigma surrounding it right and it, it's right that over the years has been demonized right because uh and that's a hot button well, on, on a political well, not that we need to go down that route but people are making a big stink about you know ex expunging all these records that people have had and, and relate in regards to marijuana because as a byproduct of all the the demonization and stigmatization over all the years i've got a fucking glaucomaization let me puff puff on that shit and that's the deal it it it, it was Made, you were meant to. You were supposed to buy into the uh, hype that this is not for you. This is this is what losers do, and now all these things come out in the last decade plus, saying like, hold on a second, almost none of that's true, and it has all these positive effects, it's, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. Now the narrative changes. Well, money's attached to it. Now it's the greatest thing of all time. Everybody should. Smoke well, it. and I think I think I think that's the thing though. It's like in that time. It's like people would look at it as like, you know, back in the 70s, it's like, oh, it's slowing you down because they're just like, hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, it's they're the classic fast times at Richmond High Spicoli. They, they, it, it, it slows you down that aspect, right? It, it makes you, you know, kind of in that headspace, right? And, and parents back then looked at it as like you should be going to university and going to getting your degree and doing something with their lives and sitting here smoking weed and being a loser and a degenerate and a surfer and, you know like that's how and, and so it became this like negative like it's like oh you're a pothead you're a waldo you're a you're a spicoli you know you're a uh uh you know what's the movie um days and confused i watched that the other day great movie actually and so it's like you know you're yeah it's like it's like you know you're yeah exactly and so Whereas now, yeah, it's 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 not even looked at like that anymore. And like a lot of it is those people that did it as kids in in the seventies, and they're adults now, and they're in charge. Like they're the ones that make the calls now. So they're the ones that are like, well, I did it in the back in the day, you know what I mean? So it's like, and it's only going to go up from there because even like us when we were younger younger -er, i guess you could say we're still young but younger -er, it's like it, it it wasn't like it's still taboo and illegal but it i you know there's been times where i was able to get weed illegally like it was nothing you know what i mean like it was easy right. to get weed back before it was legal to just walk into a shop and be like 
I'm over 21. Sell me, sell me an eighth. You know, like you couldn't do that. You yes. couldn't do that ten years ago. Even, even, you know, just, what I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't <laughs> just in the short amount of time that it's been legal to purchase, we've seen a, a huge shift in the, in just in the way that that's done. Like I could speak to that to this day. Very, uh, right. Earlier, earlier today, I went to a dispensary, and maybe we could take a hot minute to shout out the fact that very often on the Buy Guys episodes, we shout out uh, this specific dispensary and a lot of the the different strains of flour that i get from there um and in many respects it's worth mentioning now given given the time and everything else dr green thumbs once again came through for the occasion and when you go to a dr green thumbs these days it's almost like a little party you know what i mean like out with the, yeah. of the security guards out front that have to temperature check you and you know they they're packing heat uh, you go inside and there's music playing. There's people there to greet you. Everybody's really friendly. There's there's uh, music videos on there. They have merch on display. You know what I mean? Like it's everywhere you right. look, are almost overloaded with like, welcome to the fucking dispensary. But right. not that long ago when you went to a dispensary, it was a lot more like, hey, you know, what you like? You had to, you're looking at everybody. Yeah. Bars. You had to wait and then they would buzz you in and they had to. Pack yeah. Well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you had to have a you had to have a medical card. You like you had you had you had, had to be getting one. Like in my own personal time frame of when I first started kind of puffing recreationally to doing it all the time to to modern day, like dispensaries have changed just a lot then. So the perspective and the the perception and the conversation about weed and smoking weed is not what it used to be. It's not this old no. burnout mentality, which is ironic again, because these old <clears throat> burnouts in high school were the ones that coined the phrase 420 and it has endured now since the early 70s, obviously. Right. Here we are 50 yeah, it's, years and, and 420 yeah. is a commonplace reference and uh, yeah, everybody seems to it's, be smoking it, it, or it, doing something. Even if you don't yeah, and a, lot, and a lot of times, like a lot of people, I'm sure that don't even smoke weed know what 420 is now. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like like we were saying, like the different myths and stuff. And it's funny. Like I was saying, yeah, there's, there's the Hitler one, which Hitler's birthday is 420, but it has nothing to do with Hitler. You know what I mean? So that's why I never understood that. I was like, why is he... How is he associated with weed? Just here's my here's my random knee jerk reaction to that is that because Hitler's obviously bad and weed forever has been bad that it's like um, bad to smoke it. I mean, it's referred to as like colloquially, colloquially as the devil's lettuce, and you know what I mean. There's always that's my point. There's always negative connotations to smoking weed. It's never like. It's not like 420 is uh, you know. So it should be called the Führer's lettuce. <laughs> Right. Like, well, that's what I mean. It, whatever negative connotation you want to slap on there, it, it has stuck for many years. But now you're you're seeing not just yeah. a lot more people do it uh, in a casual sense and embrace it, but you're seeing a huge you're seeing a huge industry uh, rise in the wake of everybody legalizing it. And not everybody, even obviously in this country, but almost every state. So, uh, you know, shout out to 420, the enduring legacy of 420 and uh and to hopefully the enduring legacy of the pie guys you know it's it uh, it has definitely been central to a lot of our recordings to have something to smoke on and i i think i would like to take a hot second to just speak to that on a fundamental level um because it's obviously a touchy subject to talk about smoking weed and maybe to be open about it um but i think it's also there's a lot of positivity to embracing that as well and and, and to maybe get a voice out there to to help uh in the reversing the reversing the demonization of it that's what i mean the exorcism of the demonization of weed how about that um but uh i i am puffing on purple diesel number 64 as picked up via dr green thumbs and it's it's got me in a nice 
Headspace, feeling uh, purple diesel. Elevated, yeah, purple diesel number sixty-four. Look it up, check it out. Made by Fiore, uh, that's the brand via Doctor Green Thumbs. So uh, I enjoyed that hot take there about not hot take. Sorry, I, that was just a hot minute. I enjoyed the the uh, four twenty chat right there. But something else that we should talk about in terms of this recording and everything moving forward, not just for the occasion, et cetera, but perhaps for the, uh, you know, not too distant future and beyond. Uh, typically around here, as this is the pie guys, uh, for most of our episodes, you've heard three distinct voices uh, belonging to Shane the Train, Trevor, your father, Wright, and just Chase Jacobs. Uh, and over the course of, you know, now over 40 episodes, nearing that big five O mark. Um, we, you know, all of those voices have been in an episode, but moving forward now, you know, it might be time to start a countdown or, or, or not a countdown, but, um, you know, uh, you know how like in a factory, let's say you go to a factory <laughs> and they always have those signs up there that are like, this <laughs> is a work. This is like a, uh, uh, oh, work. days days of uh, like no dis- injury, right? Like it's a it's a no. disaster free zone for X amount of days. Well, um, if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, how about I draw upon a reference that's maybe even more dated than uh, than I care to admit? But um, if you've ever heard of a movie called Raising Arizona, then maybe this will make sense with all the other analogies I've been using throughout the course of the Pie Guys existence, talking about us being newborns and how it's been nine months ago we started this journey. Well, the point is, uh, you know, we haven't had Chase's appearance in any of these episodes for a while now for, for a hot minute. And uh, moving forward, we may not uh, get him back on any episodes for a, for a time. And uh, the, your guess is as good as mine, Shane, and the duo, um, because I don't want to speak for him. I mean, I've I've had exchanges with Chase, et cetera. Um, but obviously, in terms of, of his absence on the podcast and beyond, that's something that he should be in charge of divulging. So all I can say is, who knows? Maybe we went too deep in the deep weeds because that, that should be your homework assignment, the duo, is to go back into our library and, and, and check out the deep weeds episode. That was the last time we had a recording with Chase on it. So maybe we went too deep and Chase got lost in the deep weeds. Or maybe, you know what? I even had this theory. I thought about this. Maybe Chase decided to give up the podcast for Lent because around this time of the year, as it is Easter Sunday over here and, you know, both in the future and in the past, celebrating 420, um, we all made sacrifices for Lent. We talked about it on the podcast. So so your theory within the podcast is as good as mine. Um, I think we've also all talked about this off of a recording. I remember a long time ago when we actually first got together to sort of talk about what the hell any of this could be. Um, we talked about the possibility of like, well, if we can't always all get together, we could still do two people re- recordings. We could, we could do three people. Sometimes we could even do solo recordings. So what I'm, I guess, building up to is to, is to just throw it out there and to, uh, to both be transparent with anybody listening so that in case you're going like, well, he- where's Chase at? What the heck? we're not just ignoring the fact that he's not here. We're addressing it, but also can't really fully speak to it because Chase is also not here to speak for himself. It's kind of the the short version of that. So in the spirit of what we do when we gather for these things and the fact that we are missing a piece, we're missing a slice, a very crucial slice of our, of our uh, 
you know, ingredients, this podcast is also whatever we want it to be, right? Like it, it doesn't have to just be what it has been prior to this point. It could be different every episode of every week, or it, it maybe doesn't even a weekly thing moving forward. I mean, who knows? All of those things are possibilities. All those things I think are well within the realm of considering, but I know that we, we've talked a little bit um, off recording Shane about just maybe taking advantage of this time to, to uh, mix up the way that we do the podcast. So more than anything, that's kind of what excites me now moving forward is as much as I wish Chase was here to, uh, you know, to be part of the conversation and obviously part of the podcast. If he wants to take his time away or never be involved again, that's entirely up to him. Right. And I, and I respect that, but I think, I think it would be a disservice to everything that we've been doing and sort of preaching about preaching about this sort of brotherhood that we have here and this sort of connection and how it's at least given us something to do over all this time. Like, I think it would be a disservice to, to just be like, well, we can't do it anymore because Chase isn't here. So, so in the spirit of all those things and honoring everything that's come before and will, will be um, yeah, just that acknowledging that wanting to move forward and wanting to do, uh, you know, the same thing as far as getting together with you and, and the others. That's part of the reason I think too, we also opened up a rotation, right? Was to bring in people like the Royal and Natasha and, and randomly call up Dan, the phone guy, Fobble is that we, we also have other voices that we can put on the podcast. So the phone guy, Fobble. <laughs> so I know I've been rambling about that, but I, I wanted to get some of that off my chest and I wanted to at least address it. I didn't want to have a prepared statement. I just wanted to be able to like talk about it, uh, you know, in an actual recording with you and see what how you feel about that and and i guess just i know you have some personal things coming up in your life that's going to be exciting that we want to try to incorporate into the podcast so I, i'm hopeful i'm excited about the some of the content that i think we're going to be coming out with um but yeah man that's i wanted to at least uh touch on that yeah no i mean i i love chase he's a brother he's a good friend and i love chatting with that guy i think he has a lot of stuff that like it's funny i've always kind of viewed all three of us like we, we all have our our individual ways of like talking and doing things and just he has so much to offer but hey he's it is his call you know what i mean and it's like there's i don't take any hard feelings or anything and i hope he's doing great and he comes back if he wants to but if if he's needing to spend more time with work and with kimber and whatnot that you know whatever's whatever he's got going on in his life then more power to him and i hope it that's what he he's got to do he's got he has his own priorities right now and whatever it is that's his priorities i don't know what they are but right that's up that's all on him i don't i don't need to exactly we don't i'm over here kind of jokingly saying certain things like oh maybe he got too deep into the weeds like obviously that's not it's not genuine and exactly what's happening um and again that's up to him to to talk about to divulge information on or not you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, he doesn't owe anybody an explanation, but um, I figure we at least as a podcast and as a group and as those brothers um, needed to at least and address I think, that. Yeah. And I, and I think that like, you know, what we've, yeah, the three of us have created is like a place though where it may be like mostly us three talking, I guess, but ultimately it's more about also the types of things that we talk about and what we offer and and for the listeners the duo you know what i mean it's like they the duo is a part of the they are pie guys as well pie girls pie guys pie girls pie yeah people 
I, people, you know, I'm actually really glad that pie you, people. The pie people. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, be be one of the pie people. I think it's the, a, the non non binary group. Yeah. Yeah. People. For, then just the pie, pie people. There's just pie people. <laughs> non gender specific pie people. Your ingredients are your ingredients. We won't judge your ingredients inside your pie. But be one of the pie people. You're right. I think on a very esoteric spiritual level, that's always what we've strived for: is to have a, a like a a, a virtual podcast like hangout of of the duo being the people listening, right? But uh, they are therefore an integral part of the experience. So they are part of the pie guys, as much as the rotation and Chase and you and me are as well. And to that point, we got to wrap this episode up because we're hitting that 20 minute mark. So my last thoughts, I guess, on all of those things that we've been talking about is, Chase, we love you. Hey man. Take as much time as you need, but I think I know what the problem is. I think the problem is, I have big time lunches, big boy lunches. When I get ready to eat, I order a huge meal in the middle of the day so that that shit feeds me for the rest of the day. And I don't think you can eat my lunch. That's what I really think it's about. I, I think you talked all that smack about the Dark Knight Rises and how you were going to eat my lunch this year. Well, I think you were like, <laughs> my fucking lunch, dude. The delivery order is going to be too much. You're going to have to pay too much in fees. I think that's part of the problem. You understand me? You understand me. And that's all for now. Bonus content. That's right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Whoa, dude, didn't you say these episodes are only going to be 20 minutes long? Hey, the episode's over. This recording is actually taking place two weeks after the recording of those episodes. So it's like I'm coming to you in the future and from the past. Except, I guess, always from the past. Speaking of the past, let's go back to the past. Let's go back to a time circa November of 2019. God, doesn't that feel like forever ago? Not even two full years ago, the Pie Guys were having their official second recording ever. Now, keep in mind, this recording is taking place via just a laptop. That's right, just an old laptop. There's no external mics plugged in or anything. We were just kind of huddled around it around a table. We had food. We had some weed. You know how we do. We were recording this one at Natasha's place at the time in the womb. So the lineage that we always talk about, it really does run deep. This recording predates our actual launch. It's an episode that existed but never really fully existed if you know what i mean it was out there it was a tester some people did listen to it and i don't know how they even came across it maybe i told them who knows but it was available to be listened to early in 2020 but it was never released as an official episode so why not in chase's honor because gosh it sure does feel like he's died or something why not take an excerpt from that episode highlighting a time where chase actually nearly did die and it's in his own words so what better way to honor the man and the time than with this you almost died recently dude yeah what's up there are a lot of people who have been through way worse than i ever but you had a health scare yes uh i was very lucky that i well i guess I should say I'm very lucky to be married to somebody that's like, you can't just sit here in pain. Let's go to the hospital. Because for me, I was toughing it through for way longer than I should have. I, uh, I think it was Thursday night that I was complaining I had like a stomach ache. I started to think, like, I think I have food poisoning maybe, and I tried to sit on the toilet, 
and nothing was helping at all. Pain got worse. It got so bad that I ended up on the floor in the bathroom, just kind of writhing around going like, this is the worst stomachache I've ever had in my life. It hurts really bad, but I just need to deal with it. Like I remember dealing with being way too drunk in my twenties. It's just like bear down and get through it. And tomorrow morning will be fine. I did that. And tomorrow morning it was worse. I was like, shit, okay, I must be really Worse than sick. how? Like, you, like, how was your sleep that night? Were you, like, you I slept in 20-minute <clears throat> bursts all night. I would... Because you'd wake up from pain? I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd sleep for about 10, 15 minutes, wake up, 20 minutes, wake up. And, like, I, the only reason I kept falling asleep is I was so exhausted that I had to sleep. Right. So I would eventually just pass out, but then the pain would get so bad that I'd wake back up. And I kept thinking, I just need to get through to the morning. Anyway, the next morning I wake up, it was worse in that the pain was more severe Ugh. and more constant. So it started out as like, stab, it was out, stab, out. And then it was stab, and like, it was staying. And then, all right, now it's out. It was that bad. And not like, where I thought I was going to die. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain, I'm dying right now. But like, something's obviously wrong. I got to go to the hospital. So I was supposed to work that day. I had a, uh, um, a PA gig at a warehouse moving walls. There's no fucking way I'm going to be able to do that in that much pain. But I told her, like, hey, give me till, like, noon. Maybe I'll feel better by noon. I'm going to have some, like, meds. I went and got gas X. Nothing. So finally, Kimber was, like, Kimber's my wife. Kimber was, like, fuck this shit. You're going to the hospital. Great. We go to the hospital. First, we actually went to urgent care, got blood work done, um, and the doctor felt me on the right side, which is where you get this kind of pain, uh -huh. lower right abdomen, extreme pain, blood work came back, white blood cell count was through the roof. Doctor came back and he's like, you need to get the emergency room immediately. It's like, oh, That's what he tells you? Immediately. That's fucking you frightening, right now. dude. And I was like, okay, am I going to be all right? And he's like, you're going to be fine if you get to the emergency room right now. I was like, Okay. So, they give you like a paper or something to give yep. to them? They give you all your blood work mm -hmm. and everything. You're like, go right now. Like you could, if you want to go, like I, I want an ambulance, was, but was, I wasn't that bad. It's like, then you have, have your wife drive you to the emergency room right now. Right now. His yeah. tone was like, what? Like serious? Like we're like, serious. Fuck with you. Serious. <laughs> he goes, you have appendicitis and it's late stage appendicitis. Like it's, it's been burst. And I was like, oh, that starts to make a lot of sense. I've been in a lot of pain. <laughs> how, long, how long were you? How many days? Uh, so like this when was did it start? Thursday evening. And then when did you go to the hospital? Uh, on Friday afternoon. Wow. And uh, it wasn't that long. No, not really. So when it burst, that's when it started to hurt. Uh, apparently, it probably burst that night in my sleep. I, it hurt, and I should have gone to the hospital then. And people that have appendicitis, they say that I it, it, I had a pain and I went to the hospital, and it's a very easy procedure you're out for like 15 20 minutes there's no pain you get to go home in the morning right some people go home that night no big deal but because i wrote not it out lucky that night, you well I, it's not it's my own fault <clears throat> i sat around thinking it's just indigestion or i have food poisoning well, i mean that probably most people's thought well i mean i think that not that i have a high threshold for pain but there's i don't need to go to the hospital for every little <clears throat> nick and cut and whatever sure. because it's expensive yes i don't want to spend the money on it so sometimes I'm like, I don't need to go pay the copay to see the doctor for the sniffles. And this one was like, I have a pain and I'll be fine in the morning. And then when it wasn't better, yeah. I listened to my wife and went to urgent care. And then by then he was like, it's burst. You got to get to the emergency room. So we get to the emergency room 
And I don't know if you've ever spent time in an emergency yeah. room. You've seen the priorities twice. So, okay, so then you know that's <laughs> the fucking story. This is what it's sounding like, Whoa. so like the way you're describing this. But that's why know, I'm kind of freaked out. Oh, well, too. So I'm like, I've had kidney stones twice, and I'm like, what if I just think it's the same thing and not go to the hospital, and then it's my... Then your body explodes. You gotta, you gotta go to the hospital when you have pain like this for this exact reason. But <clears throat> my experience with the hospital bureaucracy was a little scary. Because I get this very strong uh, suggestion to go to the emergency room from a doctor at urgent care with paperwork saying, go right now. Right. And by the time I got to the emergency room and gave them my name, <coughs> it was another seven hours before a doctor actually saw me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I'm in pain. Like, Bad. Yeah, you're, so now you're freaking out because that other dude was I like, wasn't there now. panicking, but I was like, I'm sitting around and they, they they didn't give me a room. They put me out in the hallway, like you see on yes. ER and shit. I'm just sitting on a bed on that's her. in a hallway. <laughs> yeah, while there's people in rooms Walking that are by. way worse off than me, obviously. What hospital did you go to? Uh, the oh, uh, um, uh, god damn it! It's it's, it's in um, is in Santa Clarita? Yeah, it's in Santa Clarita. God. It's called Wait Seven Hours Hospital. Well, anyway. <laughs> I had to wait, but, but so seven hours later, they're telling me you can't eat or drink anything because you might get surgery tonight. And I'm like, what do you mean might? And they're like, well, the, because of your insurance, which I have middle of the road, silver plan, everybody insurance. I don't pay an exorbitant amount, but I'm also not the bottom of the whatever, like barking and stuff. And even still with middle of the road insurance, they're like, because of your network, we have to wait for a surgeon to come in tomorrow. <clears throat> who's not here and I was like well you have surgeons in the hospital I'm like well yeah of course and they're like but they can't give me surgery and I'm like no because they're technically a part of this other all the bureaucracy wow. of the hospital the way it runs it. And, yeah. yeah it's like well your surgeon that's on your team is not here right now but he'll be here tomorrow and I'm like tell him to get his fucking ass fucking here yeah, like, make his ass up he's a doctor so they go this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have to and by then by the way I was like cause they were like you can't have any any food because you may have surgery like, maybe it's gonna happen and it got to a point where it was like I'm starving to death and I'm in a lot of pain I'm eating something if I'm not gonna have surgery right now then I'm eating something and they're like well then you're not gonna be able to have surgery for another 12 hours after that or whatever I'm like that's fine I'm eating a fucking Jello cup. Like, I'm starving to death in pain. So I eat this whole thing. Doctors come in the next day and around. Uh, that night was the most pain I've ever been in my life. That was like Did they give you anything sad. to at least... They gave, me some, they gave me some opioids. And it was a little scary when they were saying, so this is an opioid and we're not going to be giving you any to take home or anything like that. But Just you have to that. tell us that if you start to feel... A craving for it without the pain, you have to tell us that. Like, you know, if they, they equate it to like... Cocaine. You know when you start eating uh, like a bag of peanut M&Ms? Yeah. You can't stop. Yes. It's that feeling of like, I know this is not good for me, but I'm going to keep doing it because I like it. You can't it. fucking stop. Right. That's the feeling they explain is when you start to get into morphine and opioids. And stuff yeah. Like that. And there are people that have to have be on this shit for months that are in the They're hospital. And then you get out of, out of the hospital, you still need it. Like... Yeah, not mentally. physically, but mentally. But I was only there for eight days. So I was on this shit for one night, and it would only work for about 15-minute stretches. Wow. Where they give it to you, and the pain would subside a little bit, and it did feel like there was a knife in my stomach. Yeah. Right? Um, and every once in a while, so the, the feeling was there's a knife buried in your stomach, and there's a big, like, 300-pound <clears throat> man on top of the knife, and every once in a while he'll just kind of, like, lean into you. And then come back out. Right. But there's still a knife in you. 
right? right? That's the feeling. Anyway. That sucks. I get 15-minute breaks of this drug working, but then they won't give you more because of the addictiveness of it. They won't give you more for another hour. So you only get 15 minutes out of an hour where you're not in pain, and the rest of the 45 so minutes... It's so weird. Minute sets, 15 yes, minutes. that's the way I looked at it. That's exactly the way I looked at it. And that's how I got to sleep at night. I would get 15-minute breaks. I'm like, okay, I just oh, have, to, I have to go back and do 45 minutes of pain. Yeah. And then I get my drug and I get to fall asleep. It's like a weird form of torture in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, like, and imagine... You guys could have easily just put me out or, um, or well, numbed you enough to where like you didn't... You, out, you know what I mean? Like you didn't they probably didn't have to endure that. Another drug pain. that's not as addictive that's just as effective. Yeah. That's like what the marijuana. marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. But, you know, luckily... So I had, I had the surgery the next morning and everything went fine. And um, they were like, okay, you're probably going to stay in the hospital for a couple days because your appendix was burst. And we had to clean everything out. And be, be, when we do that, we move around your organs quite a bit. So you're going to feel really sick. And I was like, oh, I, when you say it like that, I'm thinking like, so imagine your intestines right yeah, there. Out, and they right. have to move shit you're around and like mop up in there. They're playing with your guts. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So, yeah. all right. So they're like, so you're going to feel queasy for the next And few people days. say actors never grew up, dude. Dude. Fucking doctors never grew up. They just want to play with your shit. Oh, go. look at this human I get to play with. He's out. He had no idea I'm doing it. Look at these titties. Look at this. Look at this guy's insides. Oh, is that a pussy? Oh, oh Shane's in there eating it. Oh, what's happening? Sorry. But anyway, they're playing with your insides. So, yeah. So they're like, you're going to feel sick. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Um, when do I get to go home? They're like, well, we'll play it by ear. We'll see. You'll probably be here for a day or two. Most people are here for a day or two. Okay. Uh, that whole next day after the surgery, like, so I'm still kind of drugged up a little bit when I come out of surgery. I feel fine. Not in any pain, like the stabbing pain anymore, but I'm kind of drugged out. I feel a little queasy. Um, I sat there and talked to everybody for a good hour or so after that. And then from then until around six o'clock the next morning, I was constantly throwing up, like the exorcist. Oh. Just constantly. Like after the? In a big blue bag. Yeah. This was before or after the surgery? After the surgery. <clears throat> just constantly wow. going. Throwing up right? sucks. And they're not giving me but any food or any water. I was going to say, so were you just dry heaving? No. I'm, I am, the, everything's coming out of me. Just like, I don't know what like I'm throwing what? up. Yeah, well, exactly. Like at some point you run out it's of all shit. all of the what color gunk, is it? Like dark green. Like really dark green, so it was brown, like and yellow. Yeah, it was it was gross, um, and it wasn't like it was like projectile. It wasn't like throw up. Like I would go, I'm gonna throw up now, and then would put big. There's like a big plastic blue bag now. you put on your face that go. It looks like an elephant trunk, and you would fucking <laughs> eat. Why? Why don't you? Go, why would they let you go to the bathroom? Because I'm I'm hooked up to the wall. Oh. I have an NG tube. There's an, a tube that goes up my nose. Down. You're awake when they do this. You're like, okay, here we go, and they stick this tube up I your hate nose. That shit. Dude, it's, it's a tube that goes up your nose, down your throat, and into your stomach. It's like a little camera, right? No, this is a tube. Oh, the tube hooked up to a suction thing on the wall. Oh. It's like a vacuum that's drinking you. Like it's Essentially, pulling yeah. <laughs> all of the shit, all of the gunk that my my. Stomach appendix burst. I have a straw. Yeah. And it reaches across the room. And so you're starting to feel super dehydrated, and they won't give you any food or water. You're just hooked up to an IV. So you start, like, your throat gets really dry, and you're like, can I just have, like, just a drop of water? I feel like I'm in the Sahara here. And 
nothing. It can't give you this, anything. This sounds bad. It sucks. Dude, did you? Sucks. You yeah, you're describing like a horror <laughs> scene from like a science fiction movie. Well, right so I've said, all right, I can put up with two, what the fuck two days eat? of this, right? What caused this? It was did nothing. Did they tell you? Uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay. Because now um, I'm freaked out. So, so we'll be eating this. So <laughs> we're it's fine. It's just Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. <laughs> so here's the, this. I guess this is in a way the scariest ghost story ever. Because uh, I'll, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> this machine's drinking me. They say it's maybe a day or two. I'm still in a little bit of pain. I'm starting to the uh, anesthesia starting to wear off. So now I can feel like where they cut into me and stuff. So I'm sore and whatnot. But I can I can do a day or two of this. It's whatever. Well, a day or two goes by. Still haven't. You're, they need you to pass like a bowel movement to like mm. sh- prove that your system's working. Again. Right. The plumbing is nothing. Good. Nothing. You couldn't. Eight days later. You didn't take a shit for eight days. Eight days later, I could finally eat food, like solid food, because they kept giving me like. At, eventually, where they're like, after the NG tube came out, they're like, "All right, you've had that in you for three days. You're probably pretty clean. Let's try and put some food in you. Why don't we try like ice chips first? See if you pass that. <clears throat> Jello. There's like a whole like ladder that you got to climb oh are you so jello went through right. your pool and let's give you the uh, like beef broth and whatever like they feed you like a baby until you can like regular steps yeah, yeah baby steps nothing was coming out of me wow and Where's i couldn't it going? keep anything i could keep it down as soon as oh. anything would go in my stomach you shit would it out throw it up immediately throw it up. my whole body and they're like all right let's take some x-rays and so i took two days of x-rays and finally like you have what's called an abdominal ileus it's when every organ in your body, other than your brain, your heart, and your lungs, has gotten paralyzed. Nothing works in you right now. Like, that's what? fucking scary. Okay. Is it going to be fine? They're like, everybody comes back from this. Nobody ever has been like this for the rest of their life. But it's happened to you. It should take a few days. And you'll eventually come out of it. It's like, okay, well, what? what do you have to do? And it's like, so you just like have to wait. And you just have everything but your what now? Your brain? Your heart and your lungs, those continue to work. Everything your else penis is, dead. is paralyzed. My body, like my muscles weren't paralyzed. I could move. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. your organs. But, but your my organs. Or- nothing inside of me is working other than the things that have to, that work have to keep to, me alive to keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately. Whereas, so you're just kind of stalled out. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. in rest mode. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll just put you in, on IV and uh, slowly but surely it'll come back. But you have to walk. You have to make sure you just keep your walking. blood going. So every single day, I would go in stretches and do it like sets, and be like, "I'm gonna sit in the bed for two hours," because you're trying to kill days, right. right? I'm gonna sit in the bed for two hours, and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna walk for half an hour, and I'll sit in the bed for two hours. I have my own room, which was nice because Kimber kept scaring people off. They're supposed to share a room. There's two beds right. in there, which is horrible because some people are like dying right and they don't want to be around other people and stuff luckily every time that they would say oh we have somebody that's going to be moving in next to you because they have to tell you before they move somebody in kimber would be like don't put somebody in here and you know what kimber looks like oh yeah (laughs) so you're you're i sharpened it i fucking sharpened it (laughs) (laughs) or no what she said i fucking sanded it i already did it yeah, yeah, I do know how scary your wife is, dude. Yeah, okay. no, fucking so, fucking throwback wow. Thursday. Wow. So she would, <laughs> she would tell them. She was very sweet about it. She was very sweet about it. She was like, "He's uh, like he needs to be able to get to the bathroom when he can get to the bathroom. Don't put anybody in here." And blah. And she's like, very okay. sweet. She was sweet about yeah. it, but she, she, yeah. she was very kind. I'm grateful <clears> to have her because I had my own room. 
But um, <laughs> she was giving me updates, by the way. So that kind of would. I didn't want anybody to come. She asked me. She's like, "Would you like people to see you?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." Because I wanted not to come. fun. I don't yeah. want to hang yeah. out with people. I did like, want right. to come see you, no, but she told me she's like, "He's not feeling." I was like, I "You know, know what? I get it." All I was doing was sitting in bed. I get it. Listening to Kimber and either Kimber and my mom or Kimber and my biological father Charlie actually came out to see me three days so that I was there. Oh, that's awesome. And stayed the whole day. Like, which was, it was really cool of them. But you know, it was fun to see all of them talking and stuff. So. I'd, Sit there as a passenger and just watch the conversation because I was in enough pain and right. doing shitty enough that I wasn't literally like wanting to yuck around. But it was entertainment. My TV didn't work in that room. No, small complaint, I guess. But Fuck, some, of, been so some of the nights, my TV didn't work, which was, was shitty. But they were right. like, um, "You should probably try to get sleep anyway." But there are some like, when you're in that much pain, you want something to distract you and like yes. just get me through the night. I just want to like. I'll watch Everybody Loves Raymond. That's fine. Like, yeah. whatever. Yes. Mine didn't work. So some of the nights where I couldn't have anybody in the room, it's just you in a room in silence going through pain, which sucked. But the morning always comes. Um, uh, at any rate, eventually everything just kind of clicked and it worked and I got to go home, right? So what I learned about appendicitis is this. There's absolutely nothing that doctors know about the appendix. We don't know what it does. We, they apparently think there's a theory that it used to like used to uh, help filter rotten meat in our ancestors when we were eating just raw rancid meat. But because we haven't done that for however many thousands of years, it's just through evolution deactivated and does nothing. It's an extra organ. It's just that tries to kill you on occasion. <laughs> well, what happens is. If something gets stuck in the opening between the appendix and the intestines, and it's a small hole that's there, it's kind of like Death Star. you got to hit this one button, yeah. and it'll <clears> self-destruct. <throat> if something gets stuck in so there, it agitates it, and it wakes up, and it starts doing whatever it is that it thinks it's supposed to do. But that can't go anywhere anymore because there's no through – it's not connected to your intestines. So it starts producing a bunch of this shit that can't go anywhere. And eventually, it gets to the size that it can get, and it bursts, and there's just garbage inside of you everywhere. And there's nothing you can do to prevent it. There's no. You know, it's it's weird that you would say people random. they that's don't know. They, it's weird that you would say they, they don't know anything about the appendix because mm -hmm. that's what you turn to to know everything. That's funny, ironic. It's right? the appendix. Yeah, in a book. Yeah. I need to know this ironic. thing. You flip to the fucking appendix. Right. Well, here's here's the really Isn't wild it an part. Index? <laughs> it's, it's in the appendix. No, I'm pretty sure it's the I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's the appendix, guys. It's in the back of the book. Look, it, look it up. Google it. So the doctors say there's nothing that you did to have this happen. It just happens randomly. We don't know really what starts it or whatever, but it's wildly random. Okay, great. Two weeks go by. Kimber's got a pain in her right lower append like abdominal it's area. just insane yeah and i go all right it would be too weird she's just complaining no of the same thing i was complaining of sharp pain right here but early stages of it it hurts I, like i don't know i, I can't get comfortable like, all right you know what wild chance let's just go to urgent care and see same fucking doctor at urgent care no <laughs> sees me walking and goes are you okay everything was like oh yeah i'm fine but my wife is complaining. It feels like a joke. My wife's complaining. Right. Guess hey. what? And Guess goes, what, Doc? He goes, there's no way. There's, the there's no way. There's no way. He does the blood work. Comes back and he goes, 
You guys don't have to rush like he did last time, but you guys need to get to the emergency room. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> did he laugh? Get the fuck out of here. Dude. We go to the emergency room. All the same staff are there and everything. Everyone's seeing me. And, oh, they remember her. Much better. And by then, so th- these people had seen me for a full week up walking around this hospital, <laughs> right. like trying to charge it because they're telling me the more you exert your body, the more it's going to come back online. Like you need to kind of yeah. maybe get a little cardio like going a jump or start. something. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I'm like charging around this hospital. People get to know the dude with the long blonde hair. Like I still had the long hair. So the, the did you have like a long hair that's just fucking? I had a I had a stand with an ID <laughs> bag. So you're like Gandalf. Fucking, yeah, you're like Gandalf. Yeah. Did you ever go? You shall not pass. <laughs> like, oh, there's that guy. You shall not fucking have an appendix. Dude. So, <laughs> oh, there's the guy that can't shit. That's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I had to charge around. Um, you shall not pass. But just so we get, <laughs> we get to the hospital with Kimber. And they're like, oh, you're doing wetter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she, no, she's hurting now. Okay, oh I guess God. let's do blood work. Um, they're like, okay, well, she she, needs, she has appendicitis, but it hasn't burst. So we're going to take it out tonight. She doesn't have to wait. She doesn't have to go through the pain or anything like that. We're going to take it out tonight. You guys might be able to go home tonight. Hey, hey. She goes, yeah. All right, great. She ends up spending the night. Um, she didn't have to come. She didn't get to come home that night, but she had to share a room with some lady. Who had dementia? Oh, and was like no. on a colostomy bag and would wake up in the middle of the night, going like, "I need to go to the bathroom." And they're like, "Karen, you can go to the bathroom." Like, she didn't have to get up. To of course, her night. name's fucking Karen too. So, <laughs> anyway, damn it. But she got to come home the next morning, no pain, nothing. She's fine. But it was just wild. And so you go when you have a surgery like that, you go to see your surgeon like a week later or whatever to talk about you know how right. you're healing, right. how's everything doing. And with hers, by then it was like you both had appendicitis. I'm going like there has to be a link here. Is there? Is it like the air we're breathing? Possibly? Do we maybe have mold in our apartment? Is it seeds that we're eating? I put a lot of chia seeds and like shakes that I make. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? And he he literally goes, I don't know. Like doctors have no idea why people get appendicitis, but we have theories, and I shared those theories with you. But like. Mm -hmm. It's really just a wild, random coincidence that you guys got this thing. How common is it, dude? Did he say how like like I have my appendix still. Okay. So like one for now, one. it's I. He's but, it's right. and that's more people. Like, does, more people will die. No, more people will die in their lifetime with their appendix than people who don't have an appendix. If that helps. Yes. Is that a morbid way of measuring it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Actually. It's it's more rare than. Common. But it's common. It's common it's in common the same enough. way that, like, I would clearly, say, I would say it's more, it's more rare. Uh, appendicitis is more rare than meeting somebody who never got their wisdom teeth out. Well, how about that relatable story? Damn, at least everybody can relate to getting their wisdom teeth taken out. But woof. <sighs> Look, I hope you enjoyed that little clip from what was really essentially a dress rehearsal for what would become the pie guys i don't know what that was but i hope you enjoyed it and all i'll say is expect more bonus content in the future as part of the ongoing 420 experiment every tuesday at well yeah of course obviously you get it duh follow us like us share us rub us talk to us shout us out feel us come on the show come on us try it out you know what i mean Do we sound desperate? Just become a pie people, all right? Just connect with us.
You understand? Bake with us, make us part of your ingredients, and we'll make you part of our ingredients, and thus pie people are born every Tuesday at 420.